0: Hey everyone, welcome to Church at Home. My name is Red. and I'm the lead pastor here at One Life. And can I just tell you, it is an honor to have you join us today. Now, whether you're watching from the comfort of your own home, maybe you're with family or friends, and, or maybe you're even in the backyard having a barbecue, man, I just want to say, however you found us, however you're watching or listening, thank you for taking some time to be with us today. We've got a lot of fun things in store, and I believe God has a word for you today. In fact, we're in a series called The Signature of God And we're closing that series out today, but before I jump into the message, can I take a moment, look into your eyes, One Life Church family and friends, and tell you how much I love you. My wife, my son, my family, we love you and we miss you and we cannot wait, are you ready for this, to see you soon. That's right, guess what guys, we are two weeks away from returning back to in-person gatherings. Come on, can I get a good amen, somebody? Listen, this is so exciting. And I want you to know, listen, our governor, our mayor, and the city of Nampa have given us permission to return back to services at the Civic Center. And it's gonna look a little bit different, but can I tell you what's gonna remain the same? The power of God, the presence of God, the love of God, and the love and value we have for you. Man, I'm telling you, it's going to be life-changing and just refreshing. To come back together and work because there's something power can i just say this there's something powerful and i think we've all come to realize that even more now than ever there's something powerful when we all come together and gather in one name worshiping god together isn't it and it's amazing and i can't wait and i want you to know listen thank you so much for taking some time to fill out that survey we asked you a couple of weeks because that has helped us tremendously know how we can best serve you and your family and so based on that survey we've decided what's best is to re-entry if you will back into the civic center in phases and so right now we're kind of in phase one phase one is what we're doing right now it's these online services it's watch parties with families and friends and small groups but phase two is this re-entry back into the civic center and what we've done is we're designed a service that's going to be a family style worship service that means that all kids and all parents are Included in this adult service now your kids when they come in man, they're going to be loved and valued like always But they're going to receive an activity bag when they come into the service to keep them engaged There will be a, a worship and then there will be a message and the service will be little, you know, a little under an hour All right, and it's gonna be so much fun, but I want you to know this. All right We were doing two services, but as we re-entry and as we phase back in to in-person gatherings We're gonna return with one service. We're gonna start back at 10 a.m. So mark your calendars for that at 10 a.m. on Sunday, June the 14th for a worship style experience that I believe will be incredibly powerful for you and life changing. And so I want you to understand one thing, family, friends, if you're watching and you don't feel comfortable to join us in this season, it's okay, man. We love you. We will still be offering our service, not in the same online format that you're used to right now but we will be offering it via podcast. That way you won't miss out on the message that God has for us and our family. So listen, we love you. We're excited. Mark your calendars for that. Also want to make you aware of two more things, and that is on that Sunday, June the 14th, we will be launching our four-week summer semester of small groups. Man, small groups. Listen, life change happens In life-giving relationships. And so listen, if you're a small group leader and you haven't registered your small group yet, can I encourage you to register. Please register your small groups. Let's create an opportunity for people to experience life together just for four weeks in the summer as we get ready for the fall. And also listen, if you've never led a small group before, can I just tell you this is a perfect opportunity to take a step in seeing what small group leadership looks like. And actually today, starting at 12 o'clock right here at the church office, we will be offering small group leadership training. And you can register your small group and you can register for small group leadership training at the website at olc.church and click the link that says small groups for all the information that's provided. And just let you know, if you think you've missed out on today and maybe you can't make it to the church office, we will be offering that class today via Zoom. But what you need to do is you need to go online, click that link for more information so we can send you all the online Zoom details. Okay, one more thing. You ready for this? Write this down. Don't miss this, okay? Serve day. Come on, man. Serve day. What is serve day? It's an opportunity to be the hands and feet of Jesus to love our community in practical ways. We'll be giving you more information on what Serve Day is, but mark your calendars for Saturday, July the 11th. Saturday, July the 11th. It's gonna be life-changing. It's gonna be an incredible opportunity we have as a family and as a community to come together and to love people in practical ways. All right, listen, we're about to jump into the message, but we are a message note-taking church. So if you haven't already done so, could I encourage you at olc.church, if you'll click the link that says Sermon Notes or Message Notes, man, download those message notes. Get ready to follow along and let's learn from God's Word together today. You guys ready? It's going to be a lot of fun. All right, here we go. So let's take a look at our theme verse that comes out of Ephesians chapter 4, verse 2. Look at this. It says, for we are God's masterpiece. Come on, right where you are, from the comfort of your own home, say masterpiece. Yeah, we are God's priceless work of art, uniquely handcrafted by God. And I love this next part. It says, he has created us anew. Do you know what that word anew means? It means he's given you a fresh start. Yeah, see, God's not in the business of picking up all your broken pieces and trying to create a new and improved version of yourself. No, no, no. No, God wants to give you and I, my friend, a fresh start. Or in other words, he wants to give you a fresh canvas. And if you'll let him, he'll begin to paint upon your life, just like an artist would be known for their signature brushstrokes on maybe their paintings. Did you know that God can be known for his signature brushstroke that he wants to paint on the canvas of your life? Yeah, but see, here's the problem. The problem is, many of us don't know what they are. We don't know what it looks like. And so my hope today, and honestly throughout this entire series, was to do my best as a friend and as a pastor to help you see what your life would look like if you would allow God to paint, pick up the paintbrush and to paint on the canvas of your life. And here's the reality. The only way that we can ever see the truth that we are a masterpiece, created anew, is in Christ Jesus. It's only in Him that we can see and do. Look at this. The good things that He planned for us long ago. Man, I love this part of the verse because you know what it means? It means God had something for you to do. And then, guess what? He created you, yet yeah, God uniquely handcrafted you as a priceless work of art, on purpose, for a purpose. And that purpose, my friend, was to make a difference with your life. And just as an artist creates a painting, one brush stroke by one brush stroke, and his painting becomes a masterpiece, did you know that God, if you'll let him, will paint on the canvas of your life one brushstroke, one day, one step, one moment at a time. So in week one we discovered a unique signature brushstroke of God and that is transformation and that the gospel means change. Like what God absolutely wants to do on the inside of every single one of us isn't behavior modification, no, it's heart transformation. We see God not only wants to transform our hearts But God wants to enable us with his power to live it out. And that's what we discovered in week two was the other brushstroke of God is that he wants to enable us with his power. And his power then produces in us something that every one of us long for. And that is freedom. Yeah, last week we discovered that God wants you and I, my friend, to experience freedom in our mind, and our emotions, and our physical and mental health, and in our marriage, our family, our finances like in every area, God wants us to experience freedom. And so, listen, if you missed week one, two, or three, hey, could I encourage you to go back and watch and to listen at olc.church because I believe that it has the power to change your life if you'll begin to allow God to move in your life in these ways. And so today, as we close this series, I really felt like I'm, I held out. I probably should have started with this one, but I thought there was no better way to end this series than to give you, which in my opinion, and according to God's word, is the single greatest brushstroke of God that he wants to paint on the canvas of your life and my life. And you ready for this? It's the brushstroke of love. Yeah, God wants you to experience love. So right where you are, say the word love. Love. Come on. Church is more fun when you participate, even at home. I know nobody else is around, but just say love. Love. Yeah, God wants you, my friend, to experience His love. But not only does He want you to experience His love, He wants you to help others experience His love that you're experiencing. But here's the unfortunate truth. When it comes to the word love... Man, we live in a world that's broken and confused around this idea, aren't we? Yeah. See, the world confuses love with lust, or love with compromise, or even love with convenience. We all have these different definitions, and many of us, if we're being honest, we find ourselves looking for love in all the wrong places. And I know this is true of my story. Listen, I come from a broken home. At three years old, my parents got a divorce. At seven years old, my mom committed suicide. And from seven to 16 years old, can I just tell you if I'm being honest and real with you today? Listen, I was looking for love in all the wrong places. I thought love, I thought love was lust. And I did everything that I could to fulfill that lust the way the world would tell me to do it. But yet I was left with guilt upon guilt, shame upon shame, hurt and pain in my soul. But I couldn't figure it out, man, because I'm doing things the way the world's telling me. Why am I still feeling this way? I'll tell you why. It's because I was looking to the world to fill a void of my soul with its love that only God could sustain, supply, and fulfill with His love. Listen, it wasn't until I was 16 years old that I began to experience God's love. And when I experienced God's love for the first time, it changed everything. Listen, why? It's because God is the origin of love. God is love. God created love. Listen, love isn't something we manufacture. Love isn't something we create. No, God created love. And since God created love, don't you think we need to look to Him for the definition of love and to come to understand love? But not just to come to understand it, but shouldn't we look to God to experience love? And so... If God wants to paint on the canvas of your life, this brush stroke of His love, and He does, by the way, then the question is, what does God's love look like? Well, that's the question we're going to answer today on the front end of this message. I'm going to give you four characteristics of God's love. And I couldn't think of a better verse to start with than John chapter 3, verse 16. It's the greatest love verse, in my opinion, throughout all of scripture. Let's look at this. It says, for God so loved. Now, time out there. I want you to understand that this word love has a deeper meaning than just a mushy, ooey, gooey, touchy-feely, Disney World, kind of Hollywood type of love. No, no, no. That's not what this means. Do you know what this word literally means in the Greek? It's the word agape, and it translates as an unconditional love. And that's why the first characteristics of God's love that I need you to know today come to not only understand but to experience is that God's love is, write this down, it's unconditional. Listen, God's love is unconditional. It means God's love is not limited to anything. It is complete. It is absolute. His love is an unrelenting love. It says, never will I leave you. Never will I forsake you. My love is unchanging. It is never failing, even through difficult times. My love will always provide more than enough of what you need. It's unconditional. And God wants to paint on the canvas of your life beginning today a love that is unconditional. My friend, not only is God's love unconditional, but number two, write this down. That is God's love. It's sacrificial. Yeah, God's love is sacrificial. Look at this. It says, for God's so love the world, therefore he did something. What did he do? He gave. Listen, love is a verb. Love is an action. God says, hey, my friend, you want to know what love looks like? Listen, actions speak loud in the words. I'm not just going to say it. I'm going to display it. I'm going to show you in the entire world. I'm going to give you the most valuable gift I have. What is that, God? He said, it is my son. Look at this. My one and only son, Jesus. Listen, God's love cost him something. And that's why God's love isn't an emotion. No, God's love isn't a feeling. No, God's love is a selfless, sacrificial, all-in, generous love that says, I'm going to give you my best. My friends, I'm just trying to be a good pastor to you today and help you have a clear understanding of the characteristics and the nature of God's love. Not only is His love unconditional, not only is His love sacrificial, here's the third one. You ready for this? And I love this one, is that God's love is... It's relational. Yeah, God's love is relational. In other words, it's not an idealistic way of thinking. Like it's not a philosophy of love. It's not a religion of love. No, no, no. God's love is made clear through a personal relationship with his son, Jesus Christ. Look at this. It says that whoever believes in him, whoever puts their complete trust in, whoever comes into a relationship, look at what happens. You shall not perish. No, no, no. But you shall experience eternal life, that you'll experience life. And some of you may be saying, well, Rhett, you just don't know my story, man. I've gone too far. I'm unlovable. Do you know I've had a broken relationship after a broken relationship? I've one failed marriage after another failed marriage. And my friend, I've got some good news for you. If that's you today, despite what you've done, despite how you feel, God's love is, number four, you ready for this? God's love is accessible for all who believe. Listen, God's love is accessible for all who believe. Look at this, it says, whoever, you know what whoever means? It means you. It means me. It means all of us, no matter our past, whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. Man, this is good news. You know what this is saying? It means it's just not limited to a few good people. It's not limited to the perfect. It's not limited to those of a certain age or a demographic or a color of skin or a background or a pedigree or a degree. Or It's not just limited to the uber spiritual or, or to pastors. No, 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 no. It's available to everyone. And that's why God tells us in Romans 10, 13, it says, everyone, hey, everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be, you'll be saved. In other words, you'll experience life. You'll experience love. And my friend, it's this kind of unconditional, sacrificial, relational, inaccessible love that can change our life. It can change your marriage, man. It can change your home. It can change your family. It can change your relationships, and it can change your eternity. And John said, "Hey, listen. If John 3:16 isn't enough, I'll dot the i and cross the t one more time." He wrote another letter in 1 John chapter 4, 9 through 11. He says this: "Hey guys." This is how God showed his love among us. Like, this is his signature brushstroke. Don't miss this. Look at this. He said, He sent his one and his only son into the world that we might live through him. This is love. Like, this is unconditional, it's sacrificial. It's relational, and it's accessible to you. And by the way, it's not that we love God. No, no, it has nothing to do on what we can do for Him. No, He says, but it's on what He's done for us. Well, what did He do for us? It's that He loved us, and He sent His Son as an atoning sacrifice for our past, our present, and our future sins. And then He says, hey, dear friends, here it is. Since God so loved us, this way then we also ought to love one another i know what some of you are thinking you're thinking pastor man i love this love thing i'm with you up until the point that you said i gotta love other people like i don't know about all this man because i've got some difficult crazy people in my life and i'm gonna say guess what Welcome to planet Earth. Man, we all got some crazy, difficult people in our life, don't we? Listen, you're going to have crazy people in your family. Like, you're going to have crazy people at work. You're going to have crazy people who are friends. You're going to have crazy people that you run across in this life. And I just go so far to say, if you don't have any crazy people in your life, you are the crazy person. (laughs) Aren't you glad you came to church today? Man, I am just trying to encourage you, my friend. No, listen, seriously. The only way that we'll ever have the capacity, my friend, to love the awkward, to love the hurting, the hard, those who have hurt us and those who have betrayed us is 1 John chapter 4, verse 19. It says, we love. Why? Because He first loved us. Yeah, listen, the only way we have the capacity to love is when we begin to experience God's love for ourselves. But as we begin to experience God's love, then it's then that we can only begin to give God's love. Because here's the truth. You can't give what you've not received. You can't give what you've not received. And that's why I don't want you to miss this. I want you to write this down. It's so important. And that is the signature of God's love it begins with receiving his grace the signature of god's love begins by receiving his grace what is grace it's receiving his undeserved unmerited unearned favor through his son jesus that's why ephesians chapter 2 verse 4 through 5 tells us listen but god is so rich in mercy And He loved us so much that even though we were dead because of sin, in other words, even though we had no way of experiencing life and experiencing love and we didn't have the ability to love others, look at this. It says, He gave us life. In other words, He gave us the ability to experience love. He gave us the ability to love others. How? when he raised Christ Jesus from the dead. And that's why he says, it is only by God's grace, it's only by Jesus that you have been saved. Listen, the signature of God's love begins when we receive his grace. And let me tell you something about grace. You can't earn grace. Grace is a free gift. You can't earn it. His name is Jesus. That's why Ephesians 2.8 tells us, listen, it's by grace you have been saved. It's by Jesus that you have been saved through faith. And by the way, this is not from anything that you could ever do. It's not of yourselves. No, no, no. It is the gift. It's the gift of God. It's a gift. It's free. And so again, John tells us in 1 John 4, 11 through 12. So he says, hey, my dear friends, if God loved us like this, then we certainly ought to love each other. Why? Here it is. It's because no one has ever seen God. Ever. But if you and I, like if we love one another, if God's signature brushstroke is painted on the canvas of our lives, then God dwells deeply in us and within us and His love becomes complete in us, a perfect love. And that's why the signature of God, write this down, the signature of God's love is it's showing God's love to others. Yeah, the signature of God's love is showing God's love to others. And so just as an artist puts his artwork on display for the entire world to see and experience, did you know that with every brush stroke that God wants to paint on the canvas of your life that he does so for the purpose of putting on display listen god wants people to experience his love through seeing your love yeah so what does that look like well as we close i want to give you very i want to give you four very practical things that i believe can help you live this out even beginning Today and that is you ready write this down. The first one is we just need to say it We need to say it, but listen, it's one thing to say it It's a whole other thing to mean it and that's why Romans 12 9 comes along and says hey love and it must be Sincere and I couldn't think of three more important words on the entire planet that we all need to hear and that is I love You man, I love you And it's amazing to me that when these words are present, how it can have an amazing, life-giving, positive effect on a relationship. But the same could also be said of when these words are absent. It's amazing to me the destructive effect that it can have on a relationship. So husbands, man, tell your wives, I love you. Wives, tell your husbands, I love you. Tell your kids, moms, dads, brothers, sisters, say, I love you. And brothers, man, tell your friend, man, I love you. And listen, man, when you're telling a brother, you don't say, I love you. No, you say, I love you, man. You got to bro it up. You know what I'm saying? Fist bump, high five. Love you, bro. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Right? Bro it up. So say it. But not only say it. You ready? Here's number two. Write it. Write it. You know, a letter or a card, man, it means so much and it lasts a long time. You know, it means the world to me. Every encouraging card that I've ever received from my wife or my family, or maybe even from you, church family, I keep. Why? Because it means something to me. And it's amazing when you put the words, I love you in writing. And so, hey, listen, man, if you're not a card writer, man, text somebody. Like I sent my wife this morning, I said, I love you, baby, emoji, kissy heart, kissy heart, kissy heart, kissy heart, emoji, 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 emoji. You know what I'm saying? Emoji it up, baby, come on, don't be scared. Come on, I love you. And so if you're sending your brother a text of like, hey man, I love you, fist bump, you know what I'm saying? Boom, like, I love you. Tell your kids, come on, write it, not only say it, do just write it, but number three, here it is. Give it, give it. Listen, a gift says, I love you. And listen to me, it doesn't have to be extravagant. You now, Some of the most meaningful gifts that I've ever received aren't expensive. And I'm just saying, listen guys, it's amazing how a small gift can go a long way in a relationship. You know what a gift says? A gift says, you know what? I'm going about my busy schedule, but I stopped everything to go to that store that I can't stand to get you that Coke, that candy bar or whatever it is, that's something. It says, I stopped my world, why, why? Because you are important to me. It's because I love you. So say it, write it, give it. And then here's number four, forgive it, forgive it. Listen, my friend, you and I are never more like Jesus than when we are forgiving others. Well, Rhett, this is not easy, man. This is hard. This is too difficult. Listen, my friend, I get it. It is difficult. It is hard. It's not easy. But we love because He first loved us. And we forgive because we've been forgiven. And let me tell you what forgiveness is it. Forgiveness forgiveness isn't reconciliation. Forgiveness isn't saying, you know what, that's no big deal. No, 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 it was a big deal. No, forgiveness is setting a prisoner free and then realizing that the prisoner you set free was yourself. Yeah, listen, when you hold on to unforgiveness, it's like drinking poison and expecting the other person to die. And listen, my friend, I want you free. I want you experiencing God's love. I want you experiencing God's life in all areas of your life. And in order to do that, my friend, we need to say it. We need to write it. We need to give it. And we need to forgive it. And I'm going to close with this last verse. And that is 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 13. It says, and now these three remain, faith, hope, and love. Everybody say love. 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 Now the greatest of these, the greatest of these is love. And so my hope and my prayer today for all of us who are watching and listening is that we'll come to a place where we'll say, God, may I experience your love so that I can express your love to those, God, who maybe are far from you, or those who may be different, God, than us, God, help us to love the people in our path. Maybe at the drive-thru, maybe at the gym, or at the stop sign, or on the corner. God, help us to love our co-worker. Help us to love our boss. Help us to love our difficult family member. God, help us to love our kids. And God, help us to love our spouse. Why? Because, guys, it's later than you think. I love this quote by William Shakespeare. He says, Better three hours too soon than a minute too late. And listen, if Shakespeare's not your flow, I get it. How about some Dr. Seuss? You want some Dr. Seuss? Dr. Seuss would tell you, hey, listen, sometimes you will never know the value of a moment until it becomes a memory. Listen, I lost my mom to suicide when I was seven years old. And can I tell you right now, if I'm being honest, what I would do to get the moments back before she took her life? You know what I would tell her? I would tell her, Mom, I love you. And not only do I love you, but God loves you. Listen, you're a masterpiece. You're handcrafted by God as a priceless work of art, on purpose, for a purpose, that's to love, and to be loved by God. So, my friend, can I encourage you? Don't put off tomorrow what you need to do today. You'll never know the value of a moment until it becomes a memory. Listen, don't let this moment become a memory. Allow God to paint on the canvas of your life the brush stroke of His love. Will you bow your head? Will you close your eyes? God, I wanna thank you for every person who is watching and listening today. God, I'm asking by the power of your Holy Spirit, God, to move in the hearts and lives of every person. God, I'm asking that you give them wisdom. I'm asking that you open the eyes of their heart to begin to see, maybe even for the first time, God, who you truly are, and what you've done for them through your Son, Jesus, and the love that they don't even just have to understand, but that they can come to experience in a real, fresh way, in an unconditional way. Listen, my friend, God loves you. He's not left you. He's not forsaken you. He's close. He's here today right now right where you sit right where you watch his love is never changing it is unfailing and it is unconditional for you it's sacrificial in that he gave his son Jesus it's relational because you can come into a relationship with God through Jesus it's accessible how by receiving the free gift of grace and grace is unmerited undeserved unearned favor that he gives you through who through his one and only son. In Jesus Christ and for some of you who are watching at one time you've experienced God's love but for whatever reason for whatever life threw your way you you made some decisions and you've walked away and I want you to know God is right where you left him he's one turn he's one simple heartfelt prayer away from you experiencing his love again and for some of you who are watching or listening you've never experienced God's love and today my friend don't let this moment become a memory. Today is the day. Now is the time for you to experience life, for you to experience salvation, for you to experience the brushstroke of God painting on the canvas of your life His love. So whoever you are, wherever you are, if today you say, you know what, I want to experience God's love, then it would be my honor to lead you in a simple prayer right where you are. Listen, it's not about the words, it's about a heart that connects with God. Romans 10:9 says, if you'll simply confess with your mouth that Jesus is my Lord, and you'll believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, his word says you'll experience life, you'll be saved. So if that's you, would you say a prayer like this? Just say, Jesus... Today, I give you my life. I say yes to your love. Forgive me, change me, come live inside of me. Today, I confess you as my Lord. I believe that God raised you from the dead and that you paid for my sins and I give you my life I give you everything because you gave me your everything today I make the decision to follow you the best that I know how in Jesus name and everybody said amen amen hey if you made that decision today congratulations and welcome home. And that is the single greatest decision of your entire life and it is the first step in your spiritual journey in walking in relationship with God. Would you do us a favor? Would you take some time to fill out our online connection card? I want you to know that's a safe card to fill out. We have a hassle-free guarantee Hassle-free guarantee here at One Life. It means we're not going to call you. They're not going to show up at your house. All I want to do is send you one email giving you some simple next steps in your walk with God. And also, if you're our online guest today, that online connection card is a safe card for you to fill out. All I would like to do is send you one email saying thank you for being a part of our service today. Okay, listen, as we close, a couple things. Today is small group leadership training, so if you want to know what it looks like to be a part of a small group or to lead a small group, can I encourage you to be a part of that class today? It starts at 12 o'clock, and if you haven't already registered, it's okay, it's not too late. You can go to our website, click on the button that says small groups, and then you'll get more information on what that looks like. Also, hey, small group leaders, don't forget, register your small groups. Register your small groups. Register your small groups because we're going live in a couple weeks with our online directory as we kick off our summer season of small groups on June the 14th and it's gonna be a lot of fun. Listen, life change happens in life-giving relationships. Don't do life alone. Alright guys, one more thing I want to tell you about and that is discover. What is discover? It is your next best step when it comes to finding out how your life would thrive, how your life would be fulfilled, by being connected, implanted in a local life-giving church. And OLC Discover is designed for you to see what it would look like here at One Life Church to call it home. And listen, if you're watching or listening across the country, can I encourage you to find a local life-giving church to be plugged into because your life will thrive when connected. And if you're in the Treasure Valley, man, and you don't have a local life-giving church to be a part of, man, our arms are open wide for you. We love you and we say, Welcome home. Welcome to the family. If you want to know more about what it looks like here, the vision of our church, how we handle finances, and all of that stuff, this is the class for you. I teach it online, and it's a lot of fun. Okay, here in a moment, we're going to continue to worship the Lord with our giving. There are three ways that you can give, and I want to tell you as our guest today, please feel no pressure. Please feel no obligation at all to give. This is for those who call One Life Church home. But if you have come prepared to give today, all I would say is this, ask God. And if God speaks to your heart, man, just be obedient to what He puts on your heart. And that is it. This service, my friend, is our gift to you we love you we thank you so much all right i'm going to pray a prayer a blessing over every gift and every giver and over your life before we close today you ready god thank you so much for the opportunity to worship you with our giving god i thank you number one that you have given me the most generous church on the planet who is making a difference in the lives of our people and across our valley and around the world they are amazing And because of their generosity in their heart, God, I pray that you would cause your face to shine upon them, God. Bless them, Lord Jesus, with your mercy and with your grace. And God, bless them, I pray, with your peace. In the name of Jesus, in Jesus' name, everybody said amen. Amen. Hey, don't forget, two weeks, June 14th, 10 a.m. at the Nan Pacific Center. We'll be gathering again for in-person gatherings, but until then, we'll see you next Sunday right here at olc.church. God bless everybody. We love you.